What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive and I'm joined by the very handsome, very bespectacled Ricky. How are you tonight, sir? Looking as dapper as ever. I'm doing alright. Doing well for a Tuesday evening. Have you have you done that one where you've um styled your hair like that on purpose? No, I just shower and just blow dry my hair. Didn't bother doing it. It's not like I'm going anywhere. You might be going to town on some listeners. Oh God, nah. I saw the questions. All seem quite reasonable. Mm-hmm. Well, we've ended up getting quite a lot, so well, we'll just cut the chit chat and get right to it. First of all, why not? Uh, I get well. Breaking news the last week, uh, last hour or so since we started recording that Tiger Woods was in a pretty bad car crash. So I saw that. Hopefully he's alright. And hopefully it doesn't end up the way the other car crash he was in ended up either. Oh, no, no. I lost cost. <laughs> right. Now you're good at the old Twitter questions, so I'm going to leave this in your capable hands. Oh, thanks. Oh, do you want me to do that? No, I'll do it. You're some Right. Hopefully there's a few questions based on what happened on Sunday. Um, Not entirely sure, but we shall get into it. Right, so, first question comes from good friend, Mike's. Right. Um... There's a few questions here, so the first one being what point in wrestling were you closest from walking away and stop watching? Um, and a kind of related point to that was when were you the most invested in wrestling? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the final question there is if you could punch one wrestler in the private area, who and why? Uh, uh, I'll let you lead off if you want. To answer the first question, I would punch Cody Rhodes in the balls in the hope that he becomes sterile and he can't impregnate his wife anymore and he doesn't take up TV time that could be given to women's tournaments so that he can have a, a pyro-laden gender reveal party. Oh, throwing shade already. Uh, I would have to say... Hmm, I mean, there's quite a few. Jericho, Riddle... Show um, coffee. All the beasts. Yeah, uh, um, I'm just trying to think of a sort of obscure one for no apparent reason. Um, uh, 
Nah, nothing immediately <laughs> springs to mind, if I'm honest. What about Ty Dillinger? He doesn't bother me that much, to be honest. It doesn't bother me. I could just imagine he would look all sorry for himself. <laughs> sure. So there's another question. The, the first one there, it was asking, when were you closest to stop stopping watching? And I did actually stop watching around 2009, but that is a well-documented story. So I would say since then, the time when I was considering giving it up, for a while anyway was when they started getting all the coronavirus stuff and it was toppled, topped on topped off with the speaking out movement, that first few nights, the first weekend seemed really really bad in terms of all those wrestlers that were caught in the act and I was thinking how can I how can I keep going with this how can I keep supporting it and I thought to myself well, I was speaking to my wife about it and they were saying because the speaking out happened in another Another place, it was um, the, one of the actors from the TV show Expanse had been caught being an arsehole on Skype to women. And I said, would you still want to watch Expanse? And she was saying, well, it's not fair that we don't support them, the rest of the people who are decent, just because of one arsehole. And I thought, it's a bit cynical thinking of it that way, but I can see where she's coming from. So there are other people that are doing good work in there. Wrestlers who are active in the uh, stamping out, the speaking out stuff. I remember James Jenkins, Zach Gibson, uh, Dan Maloney were very, very vocal in it, and Pete Dunne as well. So I went for the motto of these people should still be supported in their way, well, happily throwing shade at others. But I'd say round about that time last year, I'm thinking, I don't know if I can go on with this. What about yourself? Um, I would say maybe around about. O five, like o four, o five, or probably o four through to like o seven. Um, that's when Cena was at, you know, Super Cena and kind of just going through everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed like it was like unbeatable, um, and I kind of got to the point where I was just like, oh, I'm bored watching this. all the same thing over and over again. And yeah, and another time I would say. Probably now. Um, I still obviously still watch and keep up to date with different programs and companies and stuff, but it's it's, it's hard at times. Just I don't know what it is. It's like it's I, I'm not invested in a lot of things, and I think when you when I start saying things like only watching things that I enjoy, like rather than watching a full thing, like like you know. Um, certain wrestling and stuff it was never like that, it was always like you would watch Raw Smackdown, you'd watch NXT um, and stuff so obviously this was before AEW come on to the scene but even at AEW it's, you know, there's, there's only things that, there's only certain things I would watch and there's certain things I just won't give the time of the day and I'm just like I've got no interest in that I don't, I'm not one of these people that hate watch something just to shit on it it's like that's a waste of my time so yeah, but now I think it's challenging. Um, just because, like I say, there's so many different things that that you might not like. So it's just like, why I'm not going to bother with that. Aye, I, I'm str- my joy for wrestling isn't there as much as it used to be, and it's definitely dwindled down to NXT mainly, and sometimes that kind of 
drags a bit personally. But uh, I wouldn't say I'm there yet. Obviously, we're still doing this podcast, so there's still a, an obvious interest in some form of fashion and wrestling. Absolutely. Watching current stuff, maybe not. But this, at the Sunday there, when a predictable but still no less satisfying power move happened with Roman Reigns coming out right after the Chamber match. I knew it was going to happen, and it did. came out. Daniel Bryan with a cheeky reversal of the spear at first. I thought that was excellent, but I kind of knew what was going to happen there with Roman Reigns winning. And Edge coming out and doing the hands behind the back, whispering to Roman Reigns in response to Roman Reigns doing it to him during the week. And I was I was pumped, super pumped watching that thinking that's that's what I want to see in my wrestling callbacks just just taking things to another level and I want because of that I want to kind of watch Smackdown a bit more properly going into Wrestlemania because mm-hmm. I wasn't bothered at all about Edge and Roman names it just maybe it's just because it was un, unseen untested I thought I suppose that's the issue with all of Edge's opponents so now you don't really know what it's going to be like but the last couple of weeks with Roman and Edge I am all for it and I'm going to make a conscious effort to watch some Smackdown going forward. I know we're veering off the question a bit, but the joy is slowly simmering in time for WrestleMania on the way. I would say probably the first like four or five years of um, last decade so like 2010 through to like 2014, 15-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when you look at a lot of the things that happened during that time, um, you know, uh, obviously Brock returning was a pretty big deal. I know we seen a lot of negative things, but him coming back was massive. I remember that night. The whole CM Punk, like some of the punk, everything that was before it, everything after it, uh, everything that was involved with Daniel Bryan as well. Um before he had to retire for the first time round. Um, the Shield coming up, and I think like 2015-ish, or round about that time, 2014, um, 2014 through like probably 16, is like when NXT was, you know, like, at its absolute best. Um, so I think that was probably... My strongest uh, fandom, obviously outside um, uh, attitude. Yeah, like I know we were heavily, heavily invested in it. Was it was great to watch. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say sort of two thousand ten through to um, fifteen, sixteen ish. Uh huh. But I do. I do enjoy that NXT era that you're talking about and personally 2018 NXT was excellent but for me that specific year to answer Darren's question is 2005 where I was the most marked out fella in my street with the wrestling I love 2005 Edge coming into the main event scene the old Edge Matt Hardy story Batista becoming a big deal John Cena becoming a big deal I know that ended up souring not long after that but got Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels they had a few matches that year just so many the start of the Money in the Bank matches as well so many fond memories of 2005 and look back on it 
very, very fondly. So definitely 2005 is my answer for that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, we got a, a load from Rance. <laughs> so, uh, first one was, and we'll try and get through these ones a little quicker. Um, would you be okay with Brock Lesnar returning if it meant Lashley won a title and defended against him, presumably at WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. I would be, I would be fine with Brock returning even if he didn't challenge Lashley. Um, you know, I, I would like to see Brock have like a prolonged run without being in the main event scene. Mm-hmm. I know that's unlikely, but I definitely would be um, on board with a Brock return. But let's say I'm not on board with a Brock return to um, to win the title, though. No, no, same here. I would, I would like Brock back, and I can't believe I'm saying that, considering the. The infamous Fuck Brock episode we did years ago and just my general yep. disdain for the chap over the years. But I would have loved to have seen Brock float uh, come in round about now to take on Drew McIntyre and Drew McIntyre to get 2-0 over Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. With him coming back for Lashley, I think what happened on... I mean, what happened on Sunday night with The Miz for the last couple of months, we've been thinking, who's who's really... Who's Drew McIntyre going to face at WrestleMania? He's went through everyone. He's went through a legend. There's nobody left. And now that field is wide open because of the cash-in. Lashley's floating about. Sheamus, Miz and Drew McIntyre. So I've not got a clue what's going to happen with the raw side of the main event scene. If we get Brock versus Bobby Lashley, I'm all for that, especially in the current incarnation that we've got here Lashley who's doing very well for himself I think this whole hurt business thing has helped his career his perception immensely yep yep um, second question was how excited are you for Miko Satomura versus Kaylee Ray and predict the match I think Kaylee Ray finally drops a bell here mm-hmm. um, pretty pretty damn worthy opponent uh, and women to drop it to um, so I'm looking forward to it when it happens uh, yeah like I said it was one of two things really it's because it's such a, a great reign like you wanted to make a star out of it but at the same time like you know Miko already is a star and it's just what better way to come in and um, and showcase like how great she is and take that title from Kaylee Ray and it opens up some you know fresh matchups you know because obviously Kaylee Ray is running out of challenges yes so I'm looking forward to it well last year I did a, a fantasy draft thing for wrestling headlines slash Lords of Pain like a fantasy pay-per-view and this match was actually on my card Kaylee Ray versus Miko Satomura and so from that alone, I had a backstory for it and everything. I'm more than excited for it. I'm just fucking this NXT UK mob keep putting on matches that are trying to bring me back in, and I'm not happy with them trying to make me watch their, their product. Yep. <laughs> uh, but I don't. I don't think it will change hands. Actually, uh, I think it will be a, a big statement for Kaylee Ray, and maybe after the fact they'll. I don't know what they'll do, but I think bringing Satomura in 
the reports were she was coming in for more of a training role so I don't know we'll see what happens there I might be wrong she might lose the title it would be credible considering Miko's credence as it were in the wrestling world so it wouldn't be a a shock or an upset but I just don't see it happening yet but I think I might have to tune in for it bastards not sure might watch it illegally just to piss them off Um, so moving on he continues asks who would you have beat Finn for the NXT title when and why oh. um, oh, um, I mean I think I think we mentioned it before we expect Karrion Cross at some point soon to get a, a, a shot uh huh um, obviously, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure if there's a if there's a takeover at WrestleMania weekend. I would assume there is. Maybe something um, near it anyway. Yeah, and I maybe imagine that's the match that's going to take place then. Uh huh. Um, anyone else that kind of springs to mind? Uh, I'm just trying to think. Obviously, he's. He's faced a good few of them. Um, well, he's faced a few and other people are kind of tied up. Kyle Riley and um, Adam Cole are tied up together. Uh, uh, it might be Adam Cole come summer sometime. Um, once him and Kyle Riley thing concludes. Uh-huh. Um, that certainly won't be next. Um, I don't obviously see... Pete Dunn getting if he does get another title shot I don't see him winning that either um, I would probably still say Adam Cole but like I said I think we both believe it probably will be Carrying Cross I'm, I'm going to make a bold prediction with this one and Carrying Cross wins it before the next takeover on TV right. and Carrying Cross goes on to defend it against someone else at that takeover at Mania and I say this because there have been many teasers of Walter coming over to NXT Florida. Uh, the band are getting back together. Imperium, Alexander Wolf's flown over. Uh, Walter tweeted out something. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it's basically intimating that he misses his pals. And I think there might, he might come over. And I think we might get a wee showcase match against Finn Balor because they were teasing Finn Balor and Volta last year uh, the, before all the shit kicked off the coronavirus if, that's, if that is a title for title showcase, not so much a winner take all thing but just a, a showcase match maybe Karrion Cross won't win it straight away but I, I can see that, that Volta versus Finn Balor happening at WrestleMania takeover rather than a title match if that makes sense yep I'd love to see that one, definitely. Um, okay, also moving forward. Why doesn't Jay like love me? <laughs> he may well. He both loves Japan more. Um, it's he asks, <laughs> he asks, what do you do with the IWGP heavyweight title? Not sure if he means uh, this upcoming match or not. Well, Naito suffered a knee injury. 
Does it? Uh, does which, it what was the upcoming match? Uh, Ibushi. Naito and Ibushi. On twenty eighth, whenever that is, is that Sunday? Uh huh. Saturday, Sunday. Um, so he suffered a knee injury, um, but uh, he's due back. He says on the twenty fourth. 25th Thursday um, to take part in the final match of the Road to Castle 21 tour. Nighthouse. Um, so, yep, so obviously. His knee looked fucked in that gif that we it saw. really did. That Josh um, So, if that's. If that's um, correct, then that match will probably. Will, will, should go ahead unless. Something happens um, on Thursday, mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting, like I said, because it looked like a really, really bad one. Aye, that you know, like like guys in the group were obviously speculating like it could be ACL or something. It's just completely gone and shot to pieces. Aye, that looked um, like a so face. The big Yorkshire guy that fucked his knee on NXT a few week, few months ago. Ridge Ridge Holland it looked like one of those yep. jobs. Um, so yeah, I I think that match goes ahead anyway. Um, Fair enough. I like I don't I don't I'm not look but um, forbidden door questions or anything like that. Like so, I I still would love to see Ibushi turn up in AEW and confront um, Kenny Omega. I'm not necessarily saying that any titles will be on the line or anything like that. I'm not implying that at all. Um, because who the hell wins that match? And it probably ends, you know. Um, so I would, I'd love, still love to see that. And I think the visual image of Ibushi coming down with the titles and Kenny Mega having his title um, and the story behind that would be pretty damn awesome to see. Aye, that would be a good. I would like to see that. Um. So he asked why are Grizzled Young Vets the best tag team in God's Green? Well, we've, we, we've been saying it for a long time. You said a couple of years now that when you talk about some of the best tag teams in the world, they are in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Um, they've got great move set. They've got the ability, especially James, to kind of fly around the ring. But at the same time, they do the old school classic tag team part so well yes. as well. Um, their ability, their ability to be uh, flexible and just. In, in different in, in be able to adapt and do different styles I think uh, very few teams have got that I think in the world uh, You hit the nail on the head there when you said they do the old school tag team wrestling well like, that's what we loved about the revival especially in NXT where they're sticklers for the rules but they'll bend them as much as they can so they know that they know the rules which makes it much more enjoyable to watch watch them not cheat but just be sneaky and the Grizzled Young Vets do that, but they've also got that hybrid, the, the fast-moving, high-paced, high-flying stuff. Yep. Uh, high-flying and high-impact, actually, with stuff like the Doomsday Device and Ticket to Ride, Ticket to Mayhem and stuff. So it's it's a strategy. It's like set pieces that they've got that they pull out of the bag now and again. And it's even yep. set pieces for their offence as well. They're just... Oh, they're an absolute joy to watch, and I'll I'll drink some champagne the, the, the day that they win the NXT Tag Team Titles. So I will. <laughs> no, definitely. 
Um, there's a couple of questions from Rance that I've missed out. Um, so, but they'll be quite long-winded. Um, but we can maybe come back to them. Rance asks, who's the most interesting wrestler in the world to you right now? Right now? Mm-hmm. It's a toss-up between Roman Reigns and Raquel Gonzalez, but Roman Reigns gets enough plaudits these days, so I'm going to go with Raquel Gonzalez. I think she's had she had a really good 2020. She showed excellent promise in the... I believe there was a ladder match that the women were involved in in an NXT mm-hmm. takeover. Mm-hmm. can't remember exactly what that match was, but there was a ladder match. Uh, she had a big blow-off match with Rhea Ripley earlier on in the year. And since War Games, she's just looked unstoppable. She's been bookstruck. This is where it's... I think it comes down to... It's a symbiotic relationship between the performer and the employer because people can get over, but only if WWE let them. And I think they've done a great, great job with getting Raquel Gonzalez over. She's in the Dusty Tag Team classic payoff, whatever you want to call it, reward. Um she's racked up a hefty amount of W's she looks dominant she looks strong she's got decent mic skills as we saw last week a couple of weeks ago maybe Io Shirai has went through many many of the women almost all of them now so who's left but Raquel Gonzalez so I'm looking forward to the day that that showdown happens I think Raquel Gonzalez has come on leaps and bounds and she's a joy to watch at the moment there's a few that sprang to mind. Roman, obviously, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, intriguing. I find Bianca really intriguing. Like moving forward, like her match coming into WrestleMania uh-huh. uh, and what they do if, and if they do pull the trigger, like fully with her. Um, I would probably throw in um, an treat by Rhea Ripley and see how they want to handle her on Raw. Um, Sammy Guevara and the whole inner circle thing I'm looking forward to how, how this plays out over the coming weeks as well um, obviously Omega and everything he's been doing but Ibushi as well is right at the top just because I, I find that part if this forbidden door and, and whether or not like all the big guns are in play to move out, like come and go etc and appear on shows like, I, would, I just find Ibushi and Omega just so so appealing and intriguing because like I said the, the history and the storyline I get Okada and Omega had all those great matches as well but just for me personally I think the visual of both of those guys standing around with the titles over their over their shoulders and, and no doubt the AEW commentary team will really Honing and digging to that past and really tell a, tell you the story behind it for anyone isn't aware of it. Um, Don Callis will be there to help it along very nicely as well. Yep, so I'm really really looking forward to it. Um, so that that's one of the, I think that may be at the top of the list if I'm honest. Just like in terms of intrigue, uh, just because I really wish that would happen. Um, yes, book Bo Dallas's return to WWE. <sighs> I mean, I don't know if I would, if I'm honest. Uh, 
I mean, I'm all for bringing Bo back and putting him alongside Bray Wyatt and let Bray Wyatt become cult leader Bray Wyatt again. Even if they were to bring him back under the umbrella of the whole Fiend stuff? Uh, I know nah, I'm not a fan of the Fiend stuff, so I would rather just get rid of it. Neither am I, but the, the ranch is asking us to bring back someone that I care little for, so I'm just, that'll do. He can be a character. And see the out, the outrage that happened when people were realised that Bo Dallas they've got nothing for him. Where have you been for the last... Bo Dallas what, sorry? The, I think it might have been Meltzer that said, yep, WWE don't have anything for Bo Dallas right now. It's like, no shit, Sherlock. Ever? I mean, the stuff with the beating, which was pretty funny stuff. Um, but really, never have. Like, I, I actually wouldn't be against him coming back to NXT either. No, is he? I, I believe he's winching Liv Morgan, so he's obviously. Oh, well, is he? Aye. Oh, well, there's no point in coming back then. I think he's quite happy doing what he's doing, <laughs> but honestly, like, why? Why all the outrage? This is ah, never mind. Yep. Um, right, so we'll move on. Murray and Imp kind of ask similar type questions, so we'll try and tie them two in together. But Murray's first question is, what is your usual Tesco £3 meal deal? (laughs) Murray works in Tesco. Murray, sorry to break it to you, right? But I don't go into Tesco. I'm too good for a £3 lunchtime meal deal. (laughs) Listen to this fella. I don't shop in Tesco because it's blue and white, that's why. Blue, white and red. Red, white and blue. Uh, um, but Murray also asks I've actually got an answer for that to be honest with you oh, right, on you go uh, savoury cheese or cheese and onion a sandwich uh, a packet of salt and vinegar golden wonder and a bottle of Pepsi Max interesting or one of the fry up sandwiches now you get the fry up stuff oh. <laughs> yes delightful so Murray asks if you could be any style of less wrestler, grappler, powerhouse, high flyer, etc. Uh, Murray's for him is uh, submission based. What would you be, and what would the name of the Scottish suplex, so, sorry, Scottish social suplex trio name be? Um, I could be any wrestler. It's any type of wrestler. It's the man that I regard as the greatest ever. Uh huh. So a grappler. Yep. Grappler, but mixed in with some with the submissions as well. I thought, I mean, Bret Hart. I think yeah, the highest he was off the ground was when he went up on on the like, second second turn, uh, second turn buckle, and would come off with a, a kind of elbow as well. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Bret Hart, give me, give me that technical slash grappler slash submission. Like, I don't need to fly off the top rope or do any of that stuff yeah I, I would like a hybrid between grappler and powerhouse so, so Brock well Brock I was thinking a mix a mishmash of Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler right like that brawler the brawling style with the big suplexes but I can still knock out a good wee armbar <laughs> now and again yeah. I, I, uh, speaking of Brock fuck Brock listen I think there's an argument to be made that he is the greatest of all time oh here we go again this guy 
Like, legitimately. Like, I, I think we, we were, we've been so, we got so consumed and caught up in the whole um, Super like City thing and all that stuff and how his matches go now, but I think you kind of need to go back to his first run and realise that this is a guy who was a powerhouse, but yet was so athletic. And I think, like, he he legitimately could have any type of match. Like, it's not so much disappointing that the way they went with him, but they could have done so much more. But I get why he was booked the way he was booked. But yeah, man, he could put out a twenty minute, twenty twenty five minute five star banger at any time he really wanted to. I think. I think it's just a case of whether he wants to or not. <laughs> oh, five star banger! That's brilliant. Um, can we change? Our, of, can we change our podcast name to that? Five star banger. <laughs> in terms of the name for the three of us, Murray, there's two other Scotsmen on social suplexes. Floyd is three percent Scottish, and Caleb. Has some Scottish roots in his history as well. Yep. So we need to be a, a five man team. But in terms of three of us, um, I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Well, if we're doing five, we could be the Vody squad, like Spirit Squad. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the three? Uh, Let me think. I'm kind of I'm stealing this for Grado's podcast that he does, but chips, cheese, and donor meat. <laughs> chips, cheese, and donor meat. Or can go for rolling sausage and potato scone. Um, deep fried Mars bars and iron brew. Never had the deep fried Mars bars. I've never seen it in oh, any chippy. I think it's a heart myth. attack. Heart attack material, but they were excellent back in the day. Oh, do, did you uh, have if you really if you really want to get oh, definitely if you really want to get like uh, patriotic, you could go along something along the lines like Wallace's soldiers or something along those lines or FTE if you wanted. <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, oh, hold on a minute. Oh. Really, really, the three of us are a reverse audio. That's what we are, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. What would this... Men of Sturgeon? That's it. Although I'm unsure of Murray's political views, though. Fuck Murray's political views. <laughs> right, so the last question before, I, I, I'm assuming we'll probably want to hit on some of the stuff that took place in the chamber. Um, but, uh, Imp's, Imp's first part of his question is, Ricky, how's the new Japan adventure going? Sad face for Hiromo. Uh, is it six months, I believe it was, he's going to be out for? Which is kind of crap um, in terms of a new Japan adventure see the, see the great thing about it is 
is I may not watch every match but I do that for a reason because I, I don't want to become hooked to the point where I'm like where not so much that I care too much but to the point where I'm like I don't want to start nitpicking and, and stuff. I just want to enjoy watching good wrestling. Um, so I will watch and I'll keep up to date. But like I say, I don't. I make a point of not watching every single match, every single week, all the time. Don't get me wrong. Like G One's going to come up in the next few months, and every single match will be watched. Um, so in terms of keeping up to, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Um, and watching it, yep. Um, but let's like say is I, I just don't want to get myself emotionally involved in it and invested and just start nitpicking and be like, I don't like this. What are you doing? Why this? Why that? And just kind of start to hate on things. And I know that's kind of like head in the sand type view, but you know, I just want to enjoy watching something without, let's like say, just being negative about it and just being like, well, I'm just going to focus on that and I like it. Right. Um, I just saw a bit of breaking news popping up there and this is legit. Uh, police sources are saying that Tiger Woods' injuries are not thought to be life-threatening. That's good. That's good That's to hear, good. yeah. Breaking news here on the Rick and Clive golf show. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Murray asks, sorry, Imp asks, in your opinions, has WWE done a good job with WrestleMania build so far? And in brackets, given it's two nights, I'm a tad fearful what to fill it with. But I'm and then I'm in and in was in capital letters on those main events. And Murray asks, what are your guys' predictions for every title match at Mania and who faces who? Oh, trying to remember what all the bloody ma- um, title matches right, are. Right, so Roman Roman and Edge have been confirmed. Yep, and I think that's the only one that's had a really obvious builds so yep and Imp asks he's in on those main events I don't know if he thinks it's going to be Lashley and Drew Uh, well I'd said that on this podcast a few weeks ago I'd be more than happy with that for the main main event for Raw's side unless it's Bianca and Sasha he's referring to as well yes that's I would fucking put that last Sunday night I say that I said that, yep, I said that that should close one of the nights. Um, right, so if we go through it, so this would be my predictions, and then we can dig into it a bit. So I think Lasso versus Drew. Um, Roman versus Edge. Bianca versus Sasha. Asuka versus Charlotte. We kind of got. Not so much confirmation of that last night, but I think we certainly got the first. Right, that's what they're going to go with it's going to after be. after Charlotte uh, hit Asuka and they lost the match and and Vetti hit her and then Charlotte tried to help her up, but Asuka wasn't interested. Um, you then move on to probably going to be riddling. I think it'll probably be riddling Keith Lee. Um. Oh, I don't know how bad Keithley's injury is, so let's just assume he's back. Um, and then we've got... I don't think we'll go Big E and Apollo. I think that'll probably either happen on SmackDown or the next pay-per-view, which is that payback. Is it payback? 
And then I could maybe see them going. Here's here's a curveball: Biggie versus Seth. Right. Um, tag titles. Uh, we're looking at Shayna and Nia Jax taking on. Um, I don't tell you who they would be taking on. Uh, I'm not sure. Go to the men's. Not a clue about the women's tag team division at the moment. Um, and then the men's. Not how sure you go with that either. Hot business still the tag champs. Is that right? Yeah, I'm just. I don't know where you go with it. New Day would be a bit too obvious. Um, no, I'm not sure where you go with that. Um, but that would be my predictions. And in terms of build, like I said, Roman and Edge are the only one we've really started to see. Um, Sasha and Bianca, kind of, because obviously they teamed up and then they lost the match, etc. So I'm sure they'll, they'll continue that. Ask and Charlotte kind of started last night. Um... But I've come to kind of accept when it comes to WrestleMania, there's going to be matches are just thrown in there because they've got a habit of throwing everyone on the card and there's going to be matches with some sort of celebrity involvement. I've just kind of come to accept it. Um, and just, I've always been like, if I can get like four or five matches on the card, I'm really invested in. I think I will be. Um, so I'm hopeful the build will be good. Um so yeah, that that's those are my right. predictions. So Roman Edge, Sasha Bianca, uh, Drew. I'll double down on Drew and Lashley because I think Miz will have stuff going on with Bad Bunny, uh, unless that's for the unification of the twenty four seven. Imagine it ended up the WWE Championship became 24 <laughs> 7. <laughs> uh, so, Drew and Lashley and Sheamus, actually. Triple threat match. Um, let me think. No clue for the women's tag team. No clue for any of the tag teams, actually. I don't know who the current SmackDown tag champs are. Uh, who, who is it? <laughs> oh, that is not good. It's Stingy, uh, Robert Wood, and what's his face? Dolph Ziggler. Uh, yep. Fucking hell! When did Robert Wood come back? <laughs> oh, well. it's been a while, I think. Um, right? Are they? Are they faces or heels? Uh, heels. Right, so that takes out the possible Alpha Academy. See, how do I know about Alpha Academy? And I don't know about Robert Rudd being back. Uh, Alpha Academy versus Rudd and Ziggler. What a random, what a random pair of tag teams that is. Hurt Business versus, fuck knows, Keith Lee versus Matt Riddle. Hoping Matt Riddle loses the title before then. 
Um, IC title. Now that's a tricky one. I think you've got. I mean, you've got Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Cesaro. They're all floating about each other, and they've all had dealings with Roman Reigns. So I think that might be your multi-man ladder match for the IC title. I'm going to say there will, will, there will be a multi-man. That one could be it. Yep, that makes sense. Any other titles that I'm missing? Don't think there is. Yeah. Okay. We'll start doing ID over the next coming weeks. Aye. But um, that also leads us to what took place on Sunday night. Well, there is one more question, and it's a pertinent one from uh, Andrew Ballas, the IWC World Chief. What if God was one of us? Would he be a slob like one of us? Do you re- do you remember this reference? Yes. I think my answer to that would be it would probably just be a stranger on the bus trying to make his way home, Andrew. <laughs> I enjoyed that question. I've not heard that song in years, so thank you very much for that. All right, here we go. I don't... Mm. Uh, the Smackdown Elimination... Chamber match. I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was a good match. Um, I liked Kevin Owens' introduction to it and how Sammy grabs him and you know tries to. I was hoping there'd be some sort of interaction going to <laughs> KO just kind of him. Um, yeah, I mean it was predictable, obviously, how the uh, the second match was going to go. Roman comes out and just kind of you know does a job and that's it done done but obviously the big thing is Edge coming back or Edge coming out and uh, hitting Roman with a spear mm-hmm. the beautiful thing about that and I don't know if you would have noticed it is Roman's celebrating Paul Heyman go, leaves the ring and Heyman's got his back turned as Edge makes an appearance and, and Heyman only turns around as Edge hits the spear uh-huh. so it's like little wee small things like that mean a lot just because it'd been like Heyman was like I couldn't see him like I wasn't looking at my back punk kind of thing just in case Roman starts you know questioning what Heyman was doing it's been just small little things so I couldn't even warn them or anything it's so masterfully told the whole lot and um, I hadn't seen this but apparently Edge looked at the Universal title and shook his head now he's quite, uh, did he? uh, now he's quite synonymous with the big gold plate well that was the other thing like <laughs> I saw that tweet a while ago where people and I saw was like, what would what if Edge returned and win it and took this belt and I'd be like, that's well cool, I love that belt. It's a good idea and I, look, don't get me wrong, like Edge versus Roman makes the most sense because that was Edge's show, Roman's on it, he's coming back because he wants to claim his spot on his show. Um it continually says like the problem isn't the Edge Edge is back as a full time guy, they get that. Edge isn't back for a last payday. The guy had a, an injury that cut his career short, so he's legitimate, but legitimately back because he wants to be there. Just can't trust he's going to make it to WrestleMania. <laughs> I know. He's been even if he does though. make it to WrestleMania, we just don't know when his next injury is going to be. Like We get injuries apart and parcel of it, but he, even before returning here, had a lot of injuries. He's made the glass. So, you know, that's the problem, and... Is Vince really going to take the titles off Roman and Drew in the space of six weeks? I just can't see Edge not winning. It's disappointing because that 
I don't want to say it a lot, right? But this was so true. Like Roman's been such a horrible person. Like he's upset so many people. Been doing what he wants to do. He kind of needs his comeuppance. But you wanted it to be someone that could get that rub and would really elevate that person. Edge doesn't need that. He doesn't. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm still enjoying what I'm seeing. But Edge doesn't need that. Well, I imagine personally he would like that to fulfil some lost lost journey that he was on three years ago. Fair enough. But personally, like, there are other guys I would like to see get there up. Yep. Yeah. I don't want to sit and talk about too much on Chamber because I said I thought like the two big moments was obviously Edge, Roman being confirmed, and then the cash in. Well, I, see, before that, I just want to touch on two things that I really liked about the first Chamber match because personally, mm-hmm. I thought the rest of the ma- the card, in fact, it was a pretty mediocre affair all all night long. To be honest with you, it never really got out of third gear, but. I could watch Sami Zayn half and half suplex Kevin Owens on repeat for hours. I'm ready for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn again. So am I. Whether it's matches <laughs> or whether they're back together. Oh, so am I. And a big I'm back ready day. for that. I'm ready for that again. But the other um, shout out goes to Jay Uso because him trapping the Kevin Owens' arm in the chamber. That's so beautifully done so precise yeah. timing and it just ties in with the whole thing going on between Kevin Owens and Jey Uso and Roman Reigns the last few months really liked that really liked that spot particularly but half and half suplexes give me them all day long you know um, the one thing I will say that I think I've, Roman's has been great the one thing that I wouldn't say bother me but I would have liked to have seen is when he made his entrance I would have liked to have seen him walking down to the ring with a purpose and intent and just like an urgency because like, he, he slowly took his time getting into the ring like how he does but it just kind of took me back to um, when Kofi was in that gauntlet match and then you know, like you've got one more and Daniel Bryan's music hit and Daniel Bryan came like marching down um, and even even when it was the the new day had done their gauntlet match and you saw Daniel Bryan came marching down past Kosovo and stuff and it was like I'd like to see that like Daniel Bryan like smirking his face and like was walking down with purpose like and getting there mm-hmm. in quickest time and it'd been like yeah yeah I'm not letting you catch your breath here I'm coming down to F you up and get this over and done with quick so I would have liked to have seen that from Roman that reversal um, reversal into the armbar from the spear oh I mean folks no one can now complain that we didn't get a Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan <laughs> and and guess what Roman Reigns is two and zero against Daniel Bryan. I really wanted this at WrestleMania. I know that's not what I wanted a Seth match. Oh, man, it sucks. Um, the other one being Miz Cashman. Oh. Four years late. Uh, look. I am not on board for making title changes for the sake of making a title change. I say Randy Orton beating Drew McIntyre when he did. Just re- 
of we just want to give Rotten, Rotten another one. And I don't know if this was for whatever reason wanted to get the title off Roman or sorry or true, or you felt like you wanted to somehow position Drew versus uh, Bobby Lashley for Mania and this is the way you go about doing it. I don't know. Right? I'm not keen on Miz winning it. Like I'm like don't get me wrong, like he deserves it. He should have got it years ago and he bust his I get all that, I really do. I want him to go back to as you would always say, like like that horrible kind of heel. Um but I'm not here for a Miz title reign and I think what's going to make it worse is if he does lose it to Bobby Lashley next week. Um and I just like what's the point? And I know like I said it's probably just so we can lead to Roman versus Bobby but at WrestleMania. And let's just say Bobby beats Drew at WrestleMania. Sorry, I said Bobby versus Drew. Bobby versus Drew. And let's say Bobby versus beats Drew McIntyre. Well, wouldn't it be a bigger deal if Bobby beat him to win the title rather than just retain it? I personally thought it would have made more sense for Bobby Lashley to attack them as beforehand and say, give me that fucking briefcase right now or I will knock your veneers down your throat. But what they've done after on Raw, you know, it's it's like the agreement was there, you know. Like you say, as you promised, now I'm calling in my, mine. Mm-hmm. Now, now I was told I was getting a title shot and I'm Aye, taking it now. Okay, fair enough. Yep. And, the great, and the great thing was, you know, that that moment MVP, and I've saw it several times the MVP telling Drew McIntyre months and months ago that I will personally be responsible for you <laughs> losing yes. that title. And it's like, fantastic. Like, honestly, fantastic. I'm not saying that this was planned all along or whatnot, but it's just worked out. That's, that was fantastic storytelling uh-huh. there. But, you know, you could have gone to Bobby versus Drew another way. Yeah, we didn't even get to see Drew versus Sheamus for the title one-on-one. See, you know, that, that was a, that's a tailor-made story right there leading up to WrestleMania. So much history. Like, everything's there for it. And it's been gathering legs as well. What we say is it just because something might seem simple and, and slapping in the face, and it, sometimes that is the best option. Mm-hmm. There's no need to co- further complicate things. Um, so yeah, right. A few a few points on it. First of all, there are. It's just an, a not a bold prediction, but a theory. WrestleMania is two nights, and as our friend Imp said, how are they going to fill it? Is it possible that they have Miss Miz's match? Oh, they probably want to have a lot of build for it. They have Miss's match on the Saturday. There's shenanigans, and then they have a Drew versus whoever on the Sunday. That's a possibility. I think from a business side of side of things, it would be quite positive PR for Bad Bunny to be feuding with the current WWE champion. So you've got the WWE champion, Bad Bunny's a champ as well just now, so from the sort of business, you know, stock, YouTube views, all that stuff, ratings, social media interaction, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, it makes, that, that would that, make sense. That but makes sense. Uh, there's still plenty of time. I can't see... That alone tells me that Miz will be more involved with Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. Once all is said and done, 
the way it happened, I can accept fully, because it wasn't just the Miz coming down. Like I don't think the Miz is a match for Drew McIntyre, even after a chamber. But Drew uh, Bobby Lashley certainly is a match for Drew McIntyre. So I can buy that the sort of logistics side of thing. I'm obviously annoyed that my one of my bays, Drew McIntyre, lost the title. I don't think it's all said and done here. But the last thing and the outcry that I've seen, limited, but I've seen a lot of people crying. Uh, not crying, you know what I mean? What? Like, if, if they've never seen a road to WrestleMania before, this shit happens all the time in February and March. Look at it's co- not even that, but it's just like... Why would we take the title off, Drew? I think it's just... We're being worked. Like... To what? To get a few extra views with the Bad Bunny Miz thing? No, we're being worked so that whenever someone else gets the title, it's a it's a relief moment, which happens at WrestleMania. A big sigh of relief. Or the jubilation. But... but... This is what my problem is, right? And I've saw tweets, people saying, you're supposed to be pissed off, Miz, when it... I'm not peed off that Roman's champ. I'm not peed off that Kenny Omega's champ. You know, I wasn't peed off when Champa was a champ. I wasn't peed off when Seth Rollins was a champ. Like, so please stop with that BS that, oh, you're a heel, you're supposed to hate him. I get it. I hated Seth's character because you know we were like because he was not a nice character. So that's fine. I love watching Seth as a champ. Roman as a character isn't nice, but I love watching Roman as a champ. That that argument and that statement makes zero sense. The reason why people are peed off is because at no point does Miz want it. Miz got the money in the bank based on the fact that they made a mistake with Otis getting it right. Miz isn't very good in the ring. So that's why people are peed off. Now, if you put the title on Bobby Lashley, people aren't going to be that peed off. Because you know, you know what? Dude can actually wrestle. MVP is a mouthpiece. All right, cool. We're putting all the gold back on the hot business. I'm on board. So that argument about not uh, liking Miz being champ because he was... I understand you're saying a relief moment. Yes, a relief moment was when... when um, when, let me see, um, someone like Daniel Bryan beat Barry Kofi Pinks and he finally got his comeuppance. A relief moment, like, you got your comeuppance. And it doubly better, we love Kofi. The relief moment from this will come from, thank God you've taken the off, title off Miz, now can we get back to being serious, please? Uh, all I can say to that is, I don't agree with you, but I've not really got the gumption to like I've, I've, I, can't, <laughs> I can't be bothered no like I don't agree but I've not really I can't find fault in your opinion on it your argument so I'm in a quandary uh, like I know that he is supposed to piss people off and if you are uh, if you don't want to be pissed off by heels or whatever I get it I've, I can't be bothered arguing at that point myself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll move forward to the quiz and we can we can we can address this next week because who knows what that's going to happen at a title match. Aye. 
Well, what I was I thinking... I can see Drew coming down and, and like, cause a disruption or something. Aye. See, that's the thing. Uh, I just It's one of those gut reactions, and I think, okay, people are pissed off, but it was one night, literally one night, and... We, I know you do, you don't like the argument that you're not supposed to like the heel, but we are supporters of the argument of let's see how it pans out. So, let's see how it pans we out. We are, but sometimes we don't need to because this is where I differ from people. I couldn't care less about bad bunny interactions. I couldn't care less about how entertaining someone is like because at the end of the day, you can you can you can see what you want. You can say you're an entertainment company. I mean, you can you can dress like you know you can. What's the saying? If it if it if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Well, if you're wrestling and you've got matches, you can paint yourself to be a sports entertainment company or whatever. But at the end of the day, yeah, the premise of your company is wrestling, and that's just the way I come. That's the way I look at it, and, and I get I'm not looking at it from a business point of view. Because why the hell should I? Because I don't need to. That's not my job. My job is to enjoy what I'm, what's happening in front of me, and I don't enjoy watching mediocrity in that ring. I, I, I mean, I couldn't care less about Bad Bunny either. Like, I don't. I'm not interested in the the Miz, uh, Bad Bunny stuff. I like that Damien Priest has had a pretty visible start to his career in the main roster. I think that's been a, a benefit from it all. Uh, I don't care about that shit. It's just trying to explain why they're doing the business side of things. But I, I, I will never argue. And just the same way, like I didn't like Goldberg Drew, but I didn't like it because I genuinely thought Goldberg was going to win. But I never argued the validity of mm. Vance's argument that night where he was saying, "Well, Drew, Drew or Goldberg, regardless of what people want to say, is still a name mm. they can add to." And I was like, "I don't have a, I don't have a retort to that because there is none." And I was like, "I, I accept the argument. Like you know, that's perfectly fine." I just don't like it because I don't like Drew Goldberg and that, just the way it's been presented uh-huh. and the way you thought it would go. It's the same here. Like, I understand when it's a business. I get it. I get it having a title in this and then having it in action bad then it will help drive stuff up. I, like, I won't, I will never argue against that. Mm-hmm. My thing is, and I personally, and that's what I always say, personally, I don't like it. Yep. And it me former toys at the prominence and like I know not everyone's gonna to cater to us and other people and other I'm just you know, I'm just telling you personally I don't like this just because of why their audience or some people might like it and they've got a tar- and they've got a target and they've got an idea of what they're doing. I'm just personally not involved like I just personally don't like it. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So we'll see what happens. Like I says I'm, we always preach, let's just wait and see or I always I even say that when Jinder Mahal won the title, well, let's just wait and see. The phone stuff to all we'll see what's gonna stick. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But nothing stuck. If it's a short rain, if it's a short rain, and it ultimately leads to Bobby versus WrestleMania, going to be like, you know, there are other ways to get there. There were, there were other ways to get there. Uh, I'm happy to happy to move on to the quiz. Yeah. Just one more thing. (laughs) Uh, Two more things. Remember the shenanigans that Kofi went through that Daniel Bryan went through in the Yes movement uh, and Becky, Rhonda and Charlotte well it was all over the place but the happy story happened at the end we'll leave it there the second... I know but what what is the happy story here that Drew gets his title back? Uh, aye 
in front of that, that's an unnecessary fans. story that's being told okay I can accept because, I can respect that because Kofi getting his happy ending made sense Daniel Bryan getting it made sense Becky so whatever like, I didn't really like I always you know didn't have an issue with Charlotte being added to because there was still a story there but you know the other two especially they were destined meant to happen and like to, it wasn't unnecessary this yeah. just feels unnecessary okay the the other thing I was going to bring up before the quiz we do have there's a couple of questions here for answer that we didn't answer but I thought that one of them would actually be quite a good topic for a podcast overall if you want to do that next week yeah it's fine we can do that right, we'll keep it we'll keep it a surprise for the right. listeners just not rants uh, right quiz time okay yep I've got a quiz 10 questions on the Miz for you <laughs> <laughs> your best pal so I don't know how many points there are off the top of my head but I'll let you know as we go on okay yep number one how many the Marine films has the Miz starred in? Two. I'll give you another guess. Three. No, the answer's four. Right, okay. Who was the Miz's partner in the mixed match challenge? Asuka. Correct. And there were two mixed match challenges. Wait, is this legit a Miz quiz? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, he's a talker of, talker of water coolers. That's it. Uh, so Asuka and Miz won the first Mixed Match Challenge. They lost in the semi-finals in the second Mixed Match Challenge to which eventual winners? Um, can't remember. Uh, Braun and Alexa? Nope. I'll, I'll give you a clue. Uh, why not? The Miz was once a tag partner with this person. Um, a tag partner. Quite a controversial tag team. Truth. Correct. So that's it. Give you two points for that one. So you've got three points so far. This is not, this is another two-pointer. This is not Miz's only mixed tag outing. What other match did he have a mixed tag match? And can you name the pay-per-view? WrestleMania, Cena, Nikki Bella, and Maurice. There you go. Uh, there was actually another one as well. There was Maurice, him and Maurice versus the the. The Danielsons as well. Uh, well done, though. You got your two points there. So if you tally up all his singles titles wins, how many has he had? Um, uh, I reckon. Close. I thought you were good at maths. Well, I mean, I don't know. I know he's a two-time Grand Slam champion. Mm-hmm. 
So there's six there. I can't tell you how many times you've been making an account in or view this type of Right, the answer was 12. Okay. Two World, two US, and eight IC. Jeez, oh. I know. It's a lot. I know. Tell me what IC times. Now, he's been a tag champion with four different partners. He's been, a, he's been a tag champ more times than four times, but uh, he's had four different tag team partners. Can you name them? Four, a point All for each. Four? Uh-huh. You get, well, you don't have to name them, but you get a point for each one you name. Um, not really like you, I generally struggle to remember how his tag title reads. I would assume Morrison's been probably one of them. Yep, correct. Truth? Um, uh, no, actually. Surprising. I know. Um... Sandow. Correct. I couldn't tell you the others at all. Uh, Big Show. Alright, oh, okay. Show Miz and Shane McMahon. And that fucking awful, awful, awful story with uh, Shane McMahon. Uh, oh, I hated that so bad, so much. You're on seven points so far, not bad. Number seven. The Miz was runner-up in Tough Enough 4. Who was the winner of that Tough Enough? And I will help you with a clue here. This person was involved in a shoot submission controversy with Kurt Angle. Oh, what's your name? The bald guy. Oh. <laughs> you obviously remember the incident. Yes. Daniel Puder. Well done. Eight points. Who did the Miz successfully cash in on the first time he won the WWE title? Cena? No. Oh no, I'm thinking The Rock at WrestleMania. This person had just successfully defended it against Wade Barrett. This person uh, was in a few 
main events in 2020 pay-per-views. Oh, Randall. Randall, Keith, that's right. Uh, you're on nine points. Impressive. You obviously like The Miz. Number nine, what year did The Miz first win the IC title? I don't have an um, issue with The Miz whatsoever. I know you don't. I'm just winding you up. Actually, actually. Your texts, uh, your texts on Monday morning uh, suggested otherwise. That's why I'm well, winding you up. I was annoyed. I was annoyed about the the way they went with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, tried intercontinental. Aye, th- multiple choice. First time you became the IC champ was at 08, 10, or twelve. Yeah, I know it wasn't oh eight. Oh, go 12. Oh, go. You were correct. Well done. Thanks. Do you know That's quite shocking. Because I think he won the US title before. Aye. He won the 12 title and the world title one. That was like 2010, so I can't imagine Yeah. Do you not think that's quite surprising that 2012, considering how many times? won it eight times uh-huh. since. So you have 10 points. You could get a total of 15. So this is last one's a five pointer. God. The Miz won the IC title of Zack Ryder, the Raw after WrestleMania 32, the one that Ryder won in the ladder match. Yep. Name the other five wrestlers in that match that weren't the Miz and Zack Ryder. Uh, in the WrestleMania match? WrestleMania 32 IC title ladder match. I was absolutely raging that Zack Ryder won that. Uh, Christ. Have you? I don't think so. Um, One of them is no longer with the company. Right, that was what? Five years ago? 2016. 
Sammy? Correct. I think Jeff Hardy was coming in, I think. No, he was... <laughs> I'm not going to say. <laughs> no, I, I can't think who else it was. Right, I'll give you the two points then. Uh, Kevin Owens. Alright. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> and Sin Cara. Uh, what a random one that is. Uh, Do you remember that Lucha Dragons, Usos and New Day ladder match? Yep. Yes, one of those Usos died. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the most ridiculous spots I've ever seen in my life. No, it was excellent. That was. So 12 points out of a few. I can't be bothered doing the percent tonight. Uh, but you did well. You did well. Thanks. And I hope you all did well listening along. <laughs> what a straight segue. Uh, I'll just do the plug. Fuck the segue. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can find other shows such as One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, 8-Bit Suplex Podcast, uh, Grave Consequences, Great Match Generator, and All Things Elite. Give us a five-star review on the podcast app of your choice. Help us with the algorithms. You can also get the podcasts at socialsuplex.com. If you press the subscribe button, you can get those and the columns sent directly to your email inbox. And click the show notes. You'll see for how see how you can donate to the show, whether it's to the network as a whole or to us who are looking for webcams and sound cards and a new pair of dreams and stuff like that. Uh, just looking for an extra income, really, folks. Aye, basically, I will just just use money. Uh, there's also prowrestlingtees.net link is in there as well, nice and handy for you, just to go straight to the page. We're at the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group. We are at it in general, and we are at Ricky and Clive on the Twitter. Uh, I've not done a Twitter wanker of the week for a while, so. Uh, might do that next week yeah, just a whole episode of along it along with our jokes oh we forgot them I know it's just that he started off with Tiger Woods thing and I was like right that's a bit sombre so let's not crack any jokes well I, I did hit out with a Tiger Woods joke right after it I know he did I just hope that if if there was if he's oh fuck I can't believe I'm going to say this oh no oh no I just hope that if Tiger Woods' injury was left out and that he's got his affairs in order. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I that know. is not nice. I know, that's shocking, isn't it? That was a bit rough, that one. Oh, God. Right, that'll do. Just. Yep. The whole, whole show's a bogey now. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it was kind of par <laughs> up until that point anyway. That's, it's just the kind of hazard that you end up dealing with, isn't it? That's it. It's kind of, sometimes it's a, a water hazard. I know. I wonder how bad the injury is. Is he's going to end up looking like he's got a dog leg as well? <laughs> was, was he the driver or was he the three wood? <laughs> oh. Fucking hell. 
It's not a very. It's not a very fair way to end the show, is it? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh God, we're well and well and truly bunker this house here. Aye, that's that's us down to a T. Do. Right. Do. Yeah, I really should. Right. Take care, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> All the best, Tiger. <laughs> right, see you later, everyone. Take care. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.